Welcome to our podcast, where we look for opportunities in our lives to see a beautiful view. I'm Paul. And I'm Candy. Thank you for joining us again today. We want to give a big shout out to the Bellevue Herald Leader newspaper for the awesome write-up they did on our podcast in this last week's newspaper. We just love this little town. Yeah, thank you. The link to the article is in our show notes if you missed it. If you like what we're doing here and want to partner with us to keep these episodes coming, you can now join the Beautiful View Patreon. Your support will help us cover our production costs. And when you join our Patreon, we will send you a Beautiful View sticker. We'll give you a shout out on the show. And every Monday morning, you'll receive a weekly newsletter with insider information and encouragement for your week. Memberships are only $5 a month. You can find the link in our show notes. Also, if you are a business owner, then we have a great opportunity for you to become a show sponsor. We won't go into too many details here, but if you like what we're doing and you are interested in sponsoring the show, send us an email at beautifulviewpod at gmail.com. We are so excited to share with you again today, so sit back Relax and enjoy the beautiful view. We could climb a mighty mountain, float on down a wide river, travel back in time and face our future too. I'm not scared of where I'm going, cause I know whose hands I'm holding. Oh, I'd go anywhere as long as you're going to. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about stuff. Yeah, it's amazing how much priority we give to the stuff in our lives. Now, I have never been one for clutter. No, you haven't. But it really is nuts how much stuff we keep a hold of. Mm -hmm. We got rid of so much stuff when we moved into the RV because we downsized from a four-bedroom, three-bathroom house and everything that goes in it and accumulates in it and accumulates in it over several years to only the things that would fit in a fifth wheel. You can imagine what that must have been like. It wasn't just things that would fit in the RV. We also had to consider the weight of the RV. Yeah. At the time, too, we had small kids. So there was the vast amount of toys that we had to go through and clothes. Oh, my gosh. So many clothes. <sighs> Even things like our lawnmower and a bunch of my tools had to go tear, tear, <laughs> somewhere. How did we ever figure all of that out? Well, thankfully, there were a few things where the timing just worked out perfect, and it was just a true blessing. Mm -hmm, yep. The first one being that our oldest daughter, Vicky, was actually moving into her first apartment at the same time we were moving into the RV. Mm-hmm. So she ended up taking a ton of our kitchen stuff, some decor, a few pieces of furniture, and some of our holiday stuff. Uh, and the second blessing was that some of our friends were having a huge garage sale to raise money for their sweet family to adopt a little girl from China. Mm -hmm. So we donated a trailer load of stuff for their garage sale. And, you know, it was really cool that some of our stuff actually ended up having a bigger purpose. Yeah, they did really well with that garage sale. So that yeah. that was that felt really good to help them with that. Yeah. We also gave some furniture pieces and decor to other family members. But even after all of that, 
we still ended up having to rent a storage unit. Yeah. So we started out with a large storage unit. And it was large. <laughs> yes. And each time we went back, we cleaned out more stuff. We threw things away and gave more things away. It really is amazing the stuff that we hang on to because oh, we might need it someday or because it's attached to a memory. When you go through an entire year without something and don't even think about it or miss it one time, eh, it might be time to move it along. Mm -hmm. Each time we cleaned more of our storage unit out, we downsized the unit size. A couple of times we even had some unexpected help downsizing <sighs> because we ended up having two units broken into and things stolen. Two units, one after the other. Yes. The in different places. In different places. They weren't we, even the same storage I, unit I couldn't. Place. I couldn't understand it. Like the first storage unit, um, they climbed the fence, they got into a unit, they uh, got a bunch of stuff. It was obviously they got disturbed. Mm -hmm. So they ran off and left, left a bunch of our things got, sort of scattered all over the place. <laughs> And then we we went from there and moved all of our stuff into a completely different storage unit yeah, across locked, gated, town. Code everything, the whole thing. And they're like, "We have cameras here. You'll never mm -hmm. have those problems again." And like within just a very short space of time, mm -hmm. boom. Yeah, and it was really weird because they got into it. They were back to back units, yep. And they got into it from the back unit. So I don't know if it through was through the wall, through the wall, like they tore the wall. <laughs> they tore the wall down in between us and another storage how unit. It, how does that happen? And it wasn't even like we had anything of value. No, was, I think they they stole our carpet cleaner. That was probably the biggest bummer of the whole thing because every time we would come home for the winter time, <laughs> I would clean all the shampoo, all the carpets in the RV. But it's too it, big to carry with us yeah. in the RV. So we had it in the storage building. So yeah. anyway, that was frustrating. But they didn't take the cleaning stuff that went with it. So they... <laughs> so they couldn't clean carpets. I mean... <laughs> I mean, the kind of guy that would... You know, break into a storage unit. It's not the kind of guy who's That's worried go about clean carpets. Cleaning yeah, the carpets in I'm his sure house. he pawned it. So uh, who knows? Anyway, after that second unit was broken into, we ended up moving what was left of our stuff to my parents' house and stored it in the back corner of my mom's storage building. By that point, it was mostly just keepsakes and holiday decorations. Our little Christmas tree that we put up in the RV, mm -hmm. our little pencil Christmas tree, and a few little decor items. So. We still went through things and tossed more stuff every time we went back. And what, what I was finding was that during the year, um, I couldn't even remember what we had. I'd, I'd ask you from time to time, <laughs> did, did we have anything like that in our storage unit? And you'd yeah. be like, no, I don't think so. And But we couldn't remember. We couldn't remember. If we were smart, we would have taken like an inventory at some point and written yeah. everything down to remember what we had there. But yeah, but we, the, the point was, is we were just starting to, the, the memory of our stuff was fading, mm -hmm. which showed really how important it was, which yeah. it, it wasn't. It seems like the longer we were on the road, we really kind of streamlined exactly what was essentials and what we didn't really need any longer. We even got rid of things along our travels. If there was something in the RV that we no longer used or we never used, it had to go. Mm-hmm. And it was so funny. We um we went to this museum, uh, a pioneer museum in Independence, Missouri, 
And they had a whole section, a whole display of things that they called trail trash. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my goodness, we've left trail trash. Now, not on the trails, obviously, but um, back in those pioneer days when the set, when the pioneers were going west, mm-hmm. if they had something that was too heavy or if it was broken or just didn't have room for it or whatever, they would just drop it off Ditch over it. on the side of the road yeah. and, and go along. So that was actually where the Oregon trail began. It was yes. in independence, Missouri. So that was really funny. We were like, huh, we we've left trail trash all over the country. <laughs> yeah. And they would leave behind. Uh, we didn't leave anything like this behind, but they left behind pianos, um, <laughs> grandfather clocks, just massive <laughs> items that those poor guys were trying to drag across the country. Yeah. Cause they thought it was just like moving from one house to another. They yeah. had, absolutely no idea what the journey was going to be like along the way. Exactly. And we can totally relate to that because I think we kind of had the same thing. Like we just didn't know like what was going to be important to us on the road and what wasn't going to be important. So we really had to change our perspective of our lives. Our life was now about being together as a family mm-hmm. in this RV traveling around the country Mm -hmm. we didn't need the stuff right and we were so hung up on that at first because obviously that was the first priority like how do we live and get all of our things from a big house into an rv Mm -hmm. so once we had changed gradually gotten to change our perspective on what life was all about it became easier to, to figure out the stuff, to let go of the stuff mm-hmm. and figure out what we actually needed to live that life. Yeah. Minimizing our stuff really gave us a huge sense of freedom because we no longer had so many things kind of holding us back. But there were things that we left behind in storage that we realized later we wish we had. Yeah. So yeah. There, there was the one item that I, I mean, I, I love ice cream. I mean, <laughs> I can I can eat ice cream any day. Yeah. So we initially, when we first hit the road, we ended up bringing our homemade ice cream maker with us, right? Yeah. So, but it just, it took up a lot of space because they're not small. Right. And it kind of just felt excessive a little bit. And it's not something we use all the time. It just is kind of a summertime thing. Yeah, once or twice a year. So we had it with us and we used it the first year. And then we kind of left it behind when we went back to Texas and we didn't take it the second summer um, with us when we left Texas. And... I was really bummed. Yeah, we were like, sh- we should have homemade ice <laughs> we cream We need today. ice cream, and I don't have my ice cream maker. So there were a couple of things that were like that that we yeah. ended up putting back on board we, we later after in. we realized that, yeah, we really do use that, and I miss it. <laughs> yeah, w- with, with me, it was like um, we would have something break, or I was modifying something on the RV, And then I go for, um, you know, a piece of cable Mm -hmm. or a tool or something to get the job done. Yeah. And then I'd realize, oh, I I didn't think I'd use that anymore. So I left it behind Mm -hmm. in storage. Yeah. And generally it was like when we were 35, 40 miles away from the nearest hardware store. Of course. And then I'd drive all the way there thinking if I just had that mm-hmm. thing with me, I wouldn't have to spend the money. I wonder how money. many things over the years we've bought duplicates of just because we had it in storage and we were, yes, a, you know, a thousand miles away or 3,000 miles away yeah, or whatever. so we had to buy it again. I know we ended up with several hammers. Oh, yes. <laughs> 
that happened. Yeah, and uh, tape measures, and we can still yeah. never find a tape measure. <laughs> yeah, we still managed to lose them. Starting over in a house was a really big adventure. We had packed as much of our stuff as we could from storage at my parents' house into the RV to get it back to Iowa to our new home. We had a few pieces of furniture that had been used at my parents' house in our absence. Um, So we had our kitchen table and eight chairs, Mm -hmm. our queen-size bed, including the mattress and box spring, and our holiday decorations from storage because we were moving at Christmas time after all. Yeah, yeah. And then we had totes of things that the kids just had to have with them, right? So Yeah, and it was the perfect time to move, right in the middle of winter, <laughs> heading north. In December. North. Yeah, yeah, of that course, because that's what you do. That's what we do. That's how we roll. <laughs> so we had our deep freezer on <laughs> the rack that was attached to the bumper on the back of our fifth wheel, mm-hmm. which made a great place Toolbox. to store... <laughs> It made a great place to store all my tools uh-huh. and bring them here. So our tools went in the deep freezer. Yeah, we totally looked like the Beverly Hillbillies. Except we left grandma behind because we didn't have room for her rocking chair. <laughs> we, we did not. We didn't have room barely for us. Our bed was probably the funniest thing. <laughs> we have a king size bed in the RV mm-hmm. and our other bed is a queen size bed. Yeah. So I had the genius idea that the best way to transfer this extra box spring and mattress was to stack it on top of our RV bed. Mm-hmm. And that's how we slept on it on the way back. It we was. had this stack of mattresses. And by the time we had climbed up on top of it, our noses were brushing the ceiling. <laughs> we needed a step ladder to get in and out of it. It was ridiculous, <laughs> but it worked. It did work. <laughs> and if you check out our social media, we will be posting a photograph of said stack of mattresses. Yes, we will. It was quite humorous. When we arrived in Bellevue, and finally figured out how to get the RV parked up on the concrete pad behind the house, we had to start unloading things from the RV. Yeah, we started with the obvious things, like the table and chairs and bed, the big things. Then we brought in the little love seat for our living room Yep. Um, to add to our zero gravity chairs that we had already set up in there. Yeah, it was quite the setup. <laughs> we managed with that in the RV with the love seat. We managed with the love seat in the RV for six and a half years. So we figured we could, you know, just we could manage with it in the house. Yeah, I mean, it fit all four of us. <laughs> yeah, if we really squished together. We squished Sometimes together. a dog. <laughs> yeah, on top of us. Yeah. And then we brought in the Christmas tree and decorations, and that was one of the first things that the kids wanted to put together. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It was was really nice to kind of get that together and put it in the living room. Felt more like home. Yeah, it was cozy. And the kids pulled out their air mattresses, Mm -hmm. and we aired them up so that they had somewhere to sleep. Yep. And we eventually figured out their furniture and stuff, but that was a good place for them to start. Yes, They were just so happy to have so much space in their rooms and to have their own rooms. By the end of the first day, we were mostly moved into the house. We even brought our uh, washer-dryer combo unit in so we could do laundry. So Yeah, a tiny little washer-dryer looked yeah. kind of weird in that big laundry room. Yeah, it did look really weird, but it works. I yes. mean, we used it on the road. Why can't we use it oh, here? It so, carried on working. So we did. We since then have gotten a normal washer and dryer and put the combo unit back in the RV, but it definitely served its purpose in the meantime. Yes, it did. When you're used to living very minimally, you just make do with what you have. 
You don't have a ton of extra things just for the sake of it. And as time has gone on, we've collected more stuff because when you have more space, you have more places for things. It's inevitable. We also took another trip to Texas this year and brought back our little utility trailer with more things from storage. In some ways, it kind of feels like we're taking a step backwards, but we haven't really gone over the top, I don't think. Facebook Marketplace was also a great resource for finding reasonably priced pieces of furniture. And our friends here in Bellevue came to our rescue, donating some very much needed extra pieces of furniture that they had at their houses as well. Yeah. In the RV, we had built-in furniture. We had the built-in dressers, the closet, etc. We just didn't have that in the house. Yeah. We really are blessed with great people in our lives. Yes, we are. We are. This experience has taught us so much about what we value. It's really interesting because there definitely are some things that we use regularly. We're still working on getting duplicates of many of the things to keep in the RV so we don't have to keep taking things back and forth, back and forth from the house to the RV. But this whole experience has taught us not to focus so much on what we have and what we don't have. The stuff can always be replaced. Yeah, we still use our RV from time to time to go camping because we we still love to get away every so often. (laughs) In fact, the last time that we got away, we had... um, booked a site at a state park very close to where Tyler was going to uh, scout camp. Mm-hmm. And that way we could be close and help out with scout and camp. And, forth and, and yeah. we just enjoyed mm-hmm. the time there. It was really nice. Was so we have learned that having the right tools is also very important because whether it's the house, the RV, or a vehicle, there's always something to fix. Always. So I have different toolboxes on the RV and in the back of the truck so that, um, and I have a place for everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, if, whether things make it back in those places. Yeah, it does eventually, <laughs> eventually. Um, but, you know, I know exactly where to go um, for if something electrical goes wrong. Mm-hmm. I have a definite place for those items. If we have plumbing issues, which mm-hmm. in the RV, everything is PEX plumbing, mm-hmm. which I had never worked with before. So right. I had to get a whole set of tools to work on that. Yeah. And I would say that that applies um, for kitchen tools as well. Yes. Because we rarely eat out. We cook almost every day. So yeah. having what I need in the kitchen is crucial, both at the house and in the RV, because when we go out in the RV, we're not just on vacation, we don't just go eat all the time. We still yeah. cook, so we need all the all and, those kinds of things. And there's still the things that we regularly misplace. Like there's always, uh, when we're cooking in the evening, it's like, where's the meat thermometer? Oh, gosh. Yeah, because <laughs> we don't have a duplicate of that yet. We need to get another meat thermometer. Well, and it's, it could be in one of three places. It could either be in the inside kitchen in the RV, yep. the outside kitchen in the RV, yes. or the kitchen in the in house. In the house. So maybe we need to get two more so we can have... One yes. in each of those three places. Oh, now you mention it. You know, they have those electronic thermometers. Oh, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. Point at stuff. <laughs> now and, you're getting fancy. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's worth a try. <laughs> I have a little sign hanging in the RV that says, Love grows best in little houses. I think that's true. Yes. When you have less stuff crowding your space, you have more of each other. It gives you a sense of freedom. It allows you to prioritize the stuff in your life. 
It allows for relationships to grow. I think it also set a good example for our kids. Mm -hmm. It showed them what's important in life, that it's not about having the latest, greatest gadgets, apparel, or accessories. It's about contentment and resourcefulness. It's about being creative and responsible with what you do have. Though we have a little more stuff in our house than we had in the RV, it's still proportionate. We've had to find a few more clothes because we can't show up everywhere in town wearing camping clothes. Uh, yeah, that's um, true. Sometimes we do, but you know, <laughs> not all the time. We have also had to find storage solutions and organizational items for the house. The house was just kind of a blank slate, so we had to kind of, you know, figure out where, figure everything, out where everything was supposed to go. Yeah. So, But I do love how both in our house and our RV that everything, like you said a while ago, everything has a home. They're both organized and minimal. So that really allows more time for work, play, and each other. And that is the beauty of the situation. So, dear listener, I ask you, what do you treasure? Are your treasures in a safe, a jewelry box, or your garage? Or are they in the room sitting beside you? Or maybe a phone call away? The stuff of this life just won't last. And guess what? You can't take any of your stuff with you when you leave this world. But our legacy, the values we teach our children, our grandchildren, the way we listen to our friends, the hug we give someone in need, the love we show our neighbors, and the prayers we pray over our people. That's the stuff we need more of in our lives. Amen. Our family and friends, they aren't impressed by how much stuff we have. They just want us. They want our love, our support, and our time. Yes, and that includes our dogs. Yes, that's true. Miss Gracie constantly needs your love. She right does. Now. <laughs> she does. You guys are Velcro. We are. Yeah, we stick together. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes that's not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> but how do you say no? Oh, you can't, especially when she looks at you with those eyes and then she gives the you a hug. Ears. A hug is the new thing. Oh, she puts yeah. both paws on your shoulders and just licks your face and <laughs> it's it's kind of <laughs> gross but kind of sweet too. <laughs> In Matthew 6 verses 19 through 21, scripture tells us, "Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them." And where thieves break in and steal, there you go, mm -hmm. store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Yeah, don't get us wrong. It's not a bad thing to have stuff. It's more about how much priority we give it. Mm -hmm. And I don't know about you, but the desires of my heart is for things that have eternal value. Yes. Thank you for listening today. If you know of someone who would enjoy this podcast, please tell them about it. Visit us at Beautiful View Podcast on Facebook or Instagram. Share our posts or share the link to our podcast. In our next episode, we will be talking about moving on. This might even turn into a little mini-series. This is something we're facing right now. We'll share about what it's been like moving on to a new chapter in life where our kids are not little kids anymore. We'll talk about the importance of being intentional with your relationships before those days come along. 
Thank you, Tyler and Kelsey, for providing the music for the show. Check out The Hopeful Few on Spotify or Apple Music. The links are in our show notes. If you have questions you would like us to answer or suggestions for things you would like us to talk about on future podcasts, just email us at beautifulviewpod at gmail.com. And just as a reminder, please consider joining the Beautiful View Patreon. Again, the link is in our show notes, and it is also on our social media accounts. We hope you have a great day, and remember to always keep an eye open for opportunities to see a beautiful view. That was good stuff. Yes. We could climb a mighty mountain, float on down a wide river, travel back in time and face our future too. Oh, I'm not scared of where I'm going, cause I know whose hands I'm holding. Oh, I'd go anywhere, as long as you're going too. go anywhere as long as I'm with you. Yeah, I'd go